Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Essential Presents. So, you know, a number of people have read through the Bible recently, or they've listened to the Bible, as I keep reminding people. Also, this upcoming 2024, or whatever year you're listening to this, you know, there's this podcast called The Bible in a Year Podcast, and you can listen to that fresh. What happens a lot of times is people are reading the Bible, is they come across characters in the Bible. People that you think like, wait, if you're in the Bible and you're kind of revered, that must mean that you are a model, a paragon of virtue, right? That must mean that everything you did was, was awesome. And so you have people like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and David and, and all these other characters, right? And especially they're, some of them are even in the line of Jesus. And so you think like, okay, they must be, they're kind of considered heroes of the Bible. Everything they do must be awesome. And then they start reading the stories and realize, oh, yeah, that's not true. I mean, Abraham, he's called from the land of the Chaldeans, right? He, he goes to the promised land, but along the way, he kind of pretends that uh, he lies and pretends that his wife, Sarah, is not actually his wife a couple times. And you're like, I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Is that right? Or even Jacob. Jacob is a great example. Jacob, whose name becomes Israel, right? The name uh, of, of the entire people, chosen people. At, you know, a number of points in Jacob's life, he is a liar. He lies to his father. He deceives, he tricks. I mean, I got an email recently saying, how in the world can you have these characters, including Jacob, who is a liar, a trickster, a deceiver, and is revered? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I have to pause and say, okay, is the Bible a book of fables or a book of inspiring stories or a book about heroes? And the answer is, there are some inspiring stories in the, in the Bible and there's some heroes in the Bible, but it's not a hero's tale, right? It's not a story of an unblemished people. This is a story of people, right? This is a story of human beings as they're struggling through life, saying no to God, saying yes to God, saying no to virtue, saying yes to vice at times. Like, and even those who are revered at times, we sometimes have a snapshot of their sins. I mean, this is the reality, of course. We know, we know everyone sins from the person you and I admire the most to the person whose, you know, sins are the most on display, we know that every one of us is broken. Every single one of us. And if someone were to take a snapshot of any moment of our life, they could, yeah, they could catch us doing good, which is awesome, or they could catch us sinning, which would be awful. But that's life. That's us. And that's the people in the Bible as well. The Bible is an unvarnished look at real life, the real lives of the chosen people of God, not the perfect people of God, but the chosen people of God. And Jacob's no different. Now, Jacob isn't, here's the thing, here's the important thing, the second part is, Jacob isn't revered because he was a trickster. He wasn't, he's not revered because he was a liar. He's revered in the, in the even, even though he was a liar. He's not, again, this is so important for us to understand. The Bible doesn't always call out people who are failing. It doesn't say, and Jacob did the wrong thing by lying and deceiving his father. It shows you it doesn't say that he didn't really lie in that case or wasn't really tricking his father or it was okay. No, it doesn't say at all. In fact, you can imagine his father's heart breaking when he realized that, wait, my son Jacob deceived me. Here's Esau. I meant to give him the blessing. And now here's my son weeping because he can't receive the blessing. I mean, so it's not as if the Bible is like, oh, it's all fine. The Bible will show us, not tell us. It will show us that was the wrong thing. Later on, Jacob goes to Laban, right? Laban has two daughters, Rachel and Leah. And Jacob wants to marry Rachel, but Leah is the oldest daughter. So if you remember the story, Jacob works for Laban for seven years. He gets married. Turns out he was tricked because he thought he was marrying Rachel, but he actually was marrying Leah, the one he didn't want to marry. And 
Laban even says that. He says, I don't know where you come from. He says, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know where you come from, but in, in our, our place, the younger doesn't receive until the older receives. Showing, demonstrating that what Jacob had done was done back to him. Does that make sense? So, so what I'm trying to say is the Bible is a story of humanity coming into contact with God and God coming into contact with humanity. And as God comes into contact with humanity, he comes into contact with broken humanity, which is not a bad thing. That's actually a really, really good thing. Why? Because I don't know about you, but in me, there's broken humanity. In my family and friends, there's broken humanity. And so to realize that God doesn't stay away from broken humanity, God doesn't stay away from broken families, He doesn't stay away from broken friendships, He comes close. And not only comes close, but He can, use, he can even use those broken people. He can use those broken families. He can use broken humanity to bring His grace to the world. I think that's really, really encouraging news. So don't be discouraged by some of these stories in the Bible. Rather be encouraged by the reality that God does not stay away from us in our brokenness. In fact, he does the exact opposite. He goes right to the place of brokenness and he brings us his grace. Anyways, from all of this here, Christian Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.